Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report. I am your host. We are your host, Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, and of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass. It is a Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm running on complete fumes right now because of the fact that I got home around 1 a.m. Uh, from MetLife Stadium. Two days in a row, by the way, at MetLife Stadium. I don't think I'll ever do that again. Um, one, because it, the schedules will never line up that way. It's just, it feel, I feel it was weird. Well, A, we were there for Mojo on, on Sunday, but then B, yesterday, uh, the Dallas Cowboys took care of the New York football mm-hmm. Giants. So I'm very happy about that. Obviously, I know there's a lot of people watching right now that probably aren't very happy with the result, one of them being behind the glass as well. He, uh, Everybody stayed up late for a snoozer until second half. Things kind of turned around a little bit. Got ourselves a little bit of a, you know. Yeah, that, actual... was, that, that first half was brutal. But it got going a little bit. But you expected that. Well, it's a good thing I missed the first quarter, uh, considering it took me three hours to get yeah, into bro, the stadium. you left at rush hour to go to the... I was like, what's Dave thinking? I would have been gone two hours, but I would have been in the stadium. Well, I had to... In my seat. I had to, like... You know, there's moving parts. In the parking lot. I would have <laughs> yeah. been in the parking lot. Yeah, well, by I, was, the time I tried. You All I know is I got there, and the first thing we saw was a Tony Pollard break-off run. As soon as I got to my seat, and I was like, okay. Finally, something happened. Uh, but, yes, the Cowboys get it done, and uh, they move to 2-1 and one on the season as the undefeated Giants are no more. Uh, and they come back to a little bit back to reality uh, last night as they moved to 2-1 and one as well. And, of course, the Eagles, who we talked about yesterday, are sitting up top there pretty on their porch uh, at three and zero. So yeah. NFC Jalen Hurts fun. is the biggest riser out of all quarterbacks this season. Did you hear that? I did hear did you that. See that? Yeah. I read that. Mojo.com. Yeah. So uh, listen, I, I invested in that. I know. I, I invested know. in him. I, inv- fake, I, I've done a, a lot of good things at the Mojo Market Report so far, um, and I want to pat myself on the back for not always being like a market guy. Like in the regular normal stock market, I know things, right? And I and my father and, and you know bonus this mom. This is day and like, two. Remember, guys, yesterday where I said Dave, he's like, oh, a little <laughs> humble brag. This is right. day two consecutive, two consecutive days of a humble brag. Hey, listen. But hey, when you're when you're Mojo stock. When you know portfolio you know. is on right. its way up, it's it is. A, it's, it's a good it's feeling. Surging right now. Speaking of surging, it's the top movers of yesterday. So obviously, things always when the games are being played, um, you know, there's movement live in real time as it's happening on the Mojo app. Um, I was obviously tracking that as well with a couple of my investments or a couple of numbers I wanted to see because we got an email from Mojo right before the game on our way in because I had so much time to kill. I saw that there was an email about. All the multipliers. Before we get into the to the actual top movers of the game, you gotta like. I've understood them now a little bit, but multipliers. We've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Chris, explain to the masses if people are going into this Mojo app for the first time and they're about to get a free multiplier on the market. What does that even mean? Um, the multipliers essentially go like this. So you could multiply up to fifteen times and. You really don't want to, you want to avoid using the multipliers potentially on these lower shared price guys. But a guy like a Tom Brady, it's not really much fun because there is not much going forward to bank on. He's only going to probably play this season. So how much more is he going to earn? Not much. But you could still increase the volatility because if Brady moves 1% and you multiply it by 15%, what do you think happens, Dave? becomes 15% It higher. becomes 15%. So if Nailed Tom Brady it. has himself Nailed a day it. and he goes up 1%, but you got a 15-time multiplier on Brady, you get a 15% return. So are you saying that more or less this is more of a older 
veteran type play? No, if you're if because you're I did throw a couple on there. I'm like a Jalen Hurts. You, you know, could like, juice, I I put a multiplier on Justin Herbert. It just really comes down to how confident you are that this person is going to go in the direction that you're. Certain. You know, like okay. you could be a psychopath and put a 15 <laughs> times multiplier on a guy that's like a dollar, but you could end up owing money. And I'm not, you know. Be very careful about multiplying on these low, lower price stocks because it does get crazy and it could add up very quickly. So I would avoid doing it on the on the smaller shares. But we could also talk about when you short a player, it goes the same way. So, for example, if you have um, Aaron Rodgers stock, he's 160, we'll just say for arbitrary purposes here, right? And you short the player and you put a 10 times multiplier on it. And Aaron Rodgers, let's just say he moves down 2%. He gets injured and he moves down 10% or 2%. But you got a 10 times multiplier on it. Dave, how much do you lose? Carry the three. Uh, 20? 20%. There you go. So God. multipliers. And I said I was It's tired. basically opposite day. So if you short a player, you don't really – if you understand the stocks, you don't have to um, pay it. You know, there's no calls and puts. Got it. You, there's no real extra risk. It's just opposite day. So – if he does bad and you short him, you make money. If he does bad and you go long, you lose money. Got and it. Vice versa. It's very simple. Um, I'm here for you guys. So with that information, it's very uh, important information because of the fact that our first top mover last night is on the losing side, and that's Daniel Jones. Top movers. Daniel Jones had himself a tough night last night. Okay, he got sacked five times. He went uh, to uh, what's his twenty for thirty-seven. He did throw that interception, which, by the way, I have to say, sidebar: when that interception happened, Trayvon Diggs ended the game. I had Giants fans, a whole row of Giants fans behind me, be like, "Yo, hit the ground, hit the ground." I said, "All right, well, they're going to replay." It. And they're like, they, from a live perspective, you don't know what they're doing on ESPN or wherever the game's being broadcasted, and. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I definitely hit the ground 100%. I was like, well, our offense is in the in the huddle right now, so you might want to recheck your thoughts. But anyway, Daniel Jones has himself a bad night. Now, when you're talking about shorting, you know, sacked five times, had a bad game. There were multiple articles over on Mojo saying that might be the best time to get in on Daniel Jones. Um, clearly, those are the guys that have the faith that his, his skill set, meaning his running ability, which, by the way, underrated if he gets out loose he's loose and he can go right and that's fine but that's when he gets out and he gets loose last night had himself a tough day and he drops a little bit here so if you shorted a daniel jones last night on all the multipliers they were offering you you, you lost i mean you you gained a little bit i'm 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 not gonna press the panic button on daniel jones just yet i expected well, this game to be a a defensive um defensive minded game like these coaches these offenses weren't going to get much going dallas defense is good and they yeah. know that they have to step up with the with dak prescott out speaking of dak prescott we'll get to him i, I got a question for uh -huh, you a little bit uh -huh. later i'm sure but the defense <laughs> on uh, the dallas cowboys defense they're they turn they force a lot of turnovers daniel jones has had that issue in the past you expect it to resurface from time to time they didn't play great teams in weeks one and two mm -mm. so they had a little bit of a wolf tickets maybe surrounding that two and oh record i also think that daniel jones isn't somebody I would go along on right now, but I can understand why Giants fans aren't going to push the panic button, nor should you push the panic button. But if you had, um, if you invested in Daniel Jones already, there's no reason why one game against a really good defense should move you off of that. Well, the one thing I will say about going forward with Daniel Jones is um, each week, the Giants offense has scored less points. They've, they've scored their most points in week one. It went down a little bit in week two and then went down again in week three. So the offense, the offense is not, what's the word? Humming, like we said yesterday about the Eagles or something like that. But like I'm looking at Daniel Jones now, 
to he's still a young quarterback, right? He's on his uh, his fifth option year or fourth, whatever it is. Um, but what I'm saying is the talent around him right now is no bueno. Like yeah, it's, you saw it, they're Kenny all Galladay, 71 million. The ball's bouncing off his face mask. Guys like that. Shepard when you, goes down on a non-contact oh, injury. We don't know what that's all that about was yet. Very hard to see at the, the last. Bro, he play was of the jogging. Game. He was jogging. I don't understand. Like again, very hard to we're see. We're not doctors. We only play them on TV. But like. I'm looking at it like, oh, well, you know, if, if it's non-contact, then that means whatever you had, yeah, he dealt he with an Achilles last year. It looked like an Achilles the way he And that's what he dealt leg. with last year. So that, like that sucks Achilles. for him. But Daniel Jones is hard-pressed now to find some targets because you got Tony, who I didn't even see his name. No, nah, he didn't play. He didn't even play, right? No, he was not on the – That's not. incredible to me. Like, what, what no, are they he's doing? injured. He's dealing with an injury. He, oh, was, I he was ruled scratch. out. Jeez. He was ruled out. No, no, no. All right, not good. Well, scratch. in that, Wandell Robinson, what you could see on the bottom of your screen as this uh, the scroll goes through, his stock is rising a little bit because he'll be back soon. Um, the stock of, of a Sills, he seems to be somebody that you could talk about. But then, like, you lose this guy in injury, and, and it's just it's it's tough sledding going forward. Their their young tight ends are okay. They're serviceable, but they're not the stars that uh, Daniel Jones needs. And that offensive line is not doing him any favors as of last night so daniel yeah. jones it's not the play for me and i'm not just saying that as a as a, a hater but i'm saying that as in general y you haven't really surrounded the guy with a lot of success options and I, I i agree the giants um they need some weapons saquon looked really good yesterday he did. Again, he did. some burst i talked like i don't know if he had that that top speed but he did create some separation on that touchdown you run. would think that the place like they won the Super Bowl when they yeah, scored a touchdown. I mean, that's fireworks what, that's what it's and all. Supposed to be, Dave. I mean, that's, it's, you know, what you, I've never. They, 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 they play quietly in their seat? no, but they Give played like break. fifteen Give songs, me a break, fifteen sing-along songs after the fact that he scored a touchdown. I'm like, all right, act have, like you scored a touchdown. Team scores, act like Holy. you haven't because they haven't scored many over the. Like, this is so true. You gotta, so it is a it is a win. It is a win there. But anyway, off of Daniel Jones, moving on to the the positives of the Dallas Cowboys offense. We start with one CD Lamb now. While I'm all on CeeDee Lamb and he's been touted as this next number one receiver and they trade away Amari Cooper for a bag of balls and like it's just one of those things like he's being inserted, he's rocking the 88, I got a text from my dad after the first drop. Take that 88 off him right now. You know what I mean? I was like, oh God, you know, like let's not panic. But then I was like, you're right. I was so mad about the drops. But the kid redeemed himself in a big way. 12 targets, he catches eight balls, 87 yards. And of course the one-handed touchdown, which... He was basically saying, uh, you know, to Mr. Pickens, like, hold my beer real quick. Oh, because stop. It was George, a great catch. It was a, that it was catch a really was good incredible. catch, but he was not talking to Mr. Pickens on But that he was one. talking to him because he scored a no, touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that – let's, hey. let's pause on that one. But, <laughs> yeah, that one that bounced off his face mask, that rough. was tough to watch. Those were rough. You experienced that in week one. I did. I did. Christian Watson was and like, was, I got it. It, it was, was troubling for me because I went all in on the CD – Props yesterday. I was talking about a CD prior to the game. And he was offering multipliers yesterday, too. And I was all in on CD, and it went. It, it turned out well for me okay. at, at the end of the day. But right. still, that would have really, really helped. I'm sure that that green spike was when he scored a touchdown. It would have been a lot higher if he scored two. <laughs> Listen, he was he was running down. I mean, he was wide open. It was it was tough tough to watch those drops. Uh, but Cooper Rush dropped him in the Why bucket. Why did he look so happy? Oh, that's another it. thing. I see. I didn't being there. You don't know, and that's another text. I'm like, why is he I smiling? I'm I like, get it, though. come I get on. It. I get he, it. What he, are you gonna do? No, no, no. It was the Araldus Chapman nervous smile. Like, I can't believe I, I just get it, did though. that. Look, you're competing. You're out there. He he didn't feel good about it. But what no, are you gonna he, do? You got to put redemption. it. You got to put it behind you. Redemption is the name of the game. Um, yeah. So that's that. But Cooper Rush, another drop in the bucket of a throw. Um, 
So what? We have any more top movers? We yeah, do. We do. We do. We have Tony Pollard, and he's one of the most electrifying players on the field right now. When the Cowboys' offense is on the field, I'm glad you corrected that. Thirteen touches. Shut up. Thirteen touches. 105 yards. The the Cowboys rush for over 180 as a as a team. Uh, Big chunk run. Like I said, the minute I walked in and sat in my seat, there goes the run. He goes. um, You know. Here's the biggest factor about this. And we know he's getting carries and he's spiking. And right now he is super uber cheap, right? $11.34 a share is very cheap right now. So the thing I have to tell all you people out there in the Mojo Market Report is this. We all know what Zeke is doing, right? He's running hard. Everybody's I'm a Zeke apologist for the for the rest of my life, right? I'm just I, I'm waiting for it to keep going. And you know what? Zeke, again, last night he ran well. He, all right. But well, hold on. I'm getting let me get back to my point here. So Tony Pollard, the big thing about Pollard right now is that we saw the market shift when Russ Wilson got paid, right? Tony Pollard is on a contract year right now. It's decision time for the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the season. What do you want to do with Zeke? And how do you want to keep Pollard? You cannot let this dynamic player walk out the door, but you also cannot overpay like they did Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think Pollard's going to demand an overpay, but I do think to keep Pollard around, they're going to have to move some things around, and you're going to have to see Zeke be willing to take a little bit less money next year, which right. I think is I think a it's, very it's distinct possibility. Right. Uh, all that said, as far as the Tony Pollard stock is in, in terms of the mar- mojo market, I do like Tony Pollard as a player. I really do. I just think he is who he is. I don't think that I'm not in the – on the faction of the Cowboys fans or even football fans that believe that Tony Pollard should take over the starting running back mm-hmm. job. Should not. I believe that he's not equipped to do the first and second down work. And the reason why Tony Pollard is so effective is because he is the change of pace. And I'm not saying that he can't spell a guy in a game or two, but I don't know that he's going to hold up. Tony Pollard has dealt with his own share of injury. Um, yeah. Injuries over the things. course of his career that have been nagging in the limited time that he's played to see somebody like Tony Pollard get uh, 80 more touches in a season. I think that would that wouldn't be the right move. And for that reason, I think the Cowboys retain him for a better price than you might think because I don't know that he's looked at amongst executives around the league the same way the Dallas Cowboys, some Dallas Cowboys fans view him as the potential number one back. That said, I do like Tony Pollard, the player, and as long as he's in his Cowboys situation, which I hope he does stay for mojo purposes, he's going to keep on staying in this role. He's going to have a, a nice spot in the offense. They use him well. And game by game, you're going to see him creep up, but he's not going to do too many things wrong. Outside of an injury, I think he's a safe, steady increase. So I'm a hold on Tony Pollard, no doubt. All right. So if you are investing in Tony Pollard, hang tight. It's only going to get better from here because every time he's on the field, something good is bound to happen. Um, you know what's interesting? You brought this up when we were sitting in our office uh, in pre, and you said there was more movement yesterday besides the game that we had to talk about and there was one in particular that you wanted to touch on and that's DeAndre Swift now we all know about his injury and how this could potentially be a week-to-week thing but the plummet that happened to his price was significant yeah um it's a week-to-week thing but the reason why I think it plummeted so significantly is because the the comments made by head coach Dan Campbell where he's saying yeah week-to-week he's probably out next week they could almost guarantee that and then there's another game and then a bye. So they're going to hold him off. So there will be, it would be really foolish to bring him back, rush him back week before the bye, and then have, have him re-injure it and sacrifice that potential two-week more. Do you know who he get, plays after the bye? Right? The Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So that defense is going to be waiting for a fully recovered and refreshed DeAndre Swift. But, you know, 
looking at Swift itself, the kid is great. I think they have a good one-two punch over there with Jamal Williams as well, so yeah. they're going to be fine. So let's talk about it, what this means going forward. Yeah. Going into this week, I expected the Detroit Lions to run wild all over the Minnesota Vikings defense, and they did. It just wasn't DeAndre Swift, unfortunate for, for my pocket because I went <laughs> in on him as well. DeAndre Swift got injured. Jamal Williams stepped in. That offensive line moves people around. Mm -hmm. That Detroit offensive line is very underrated. You're going to start to they're going to start to garner a lot more respect. They do around the league already. That line moves people around. Like I said, uh, Jamal Williams is an immediate buy, and you might be able to cash in on him over the course of the next three weeks. I got to look at their schedule, but up until the Dallas game, I don't think they have any uh, tough sledding. Yeah, I mean we'll see, uh, but that that is uh, your top movers for uh, for today. Um, as you said, like on the bottom of your screen right now, there are other movers that are on the move, um, considering the fact of their situations. Meaning, like yesterday, for instance, Kenny Galladay, you know, he didn't see the field. I mean, he was on the field, he didn't really see the ball. Uh, but when you look at a guy like Kenny Galladay, there was rumors saying that he could potentially be on the move, meaning traded. Uh, that's, a, that's a heavy price tag to talk about, but in a new situation, you might get Lions Kenny Galladay somewhere else. So that's something to monitor right now because as of right now, the confidence in one Kenny Galladay is very down on the Giants, but because of these injuries, maybe the target share does go up. So I it's like, like a very fickle thing. I feel thing. like as far as his him being moved, no team is going to take on that contract, and the it's Giants tough. would have to eat a lion's share. They're not going to cut him because it would be too much of a cap hit. It's a newer deal. Kenny Galladay is stuck there. <laughs> so yeah. if he's in a doghouse, he's going to have to work his way out through practicing well and catching passes in games and not letting him bounce off his face mask. I agree. I agree. Kenny Galladay. Down. All the way down on Kenny Galladay. So we were talking about Cooper Rush before. I know you, you said you had a question for me before yeah, we so move on to the quarterback anybody conversation. Does want to talk about the quarterback controversy I don't. that's brewing it's in not, Dallas right not now? not happening. So Cooper Rush is now 3-0, and uh, the best quarterback in history of the NFL. Apparently. I mean, there's only According a couple guys some. to do it, but uh, According to some, I digress. And Dak Prescott, is he, run, he it was like the third <laughs> quarter, and Dak Prescott went to the hospital and was like, could you take these stitches out? Because as soon as the game ended, I got an update on my phone saying, Dak Prescott may return week four Dak, settle down, buddy. <laughs> I know you want to get back there. What, and what had happened was uh, in the post game interviews, Dak's back there because he's not on the IR, so he's joined the team. He's on the sidelines. Like Dak made a point to shake everybody's hand, fist bump with the bad hand, like, and everybody's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, look, I'm fine. You know, look at my look at my handshake. I'm good. Like we're we're good." And I'm like, "Oh my god, they're gonna really rush him back." And I, I, I there's no controversy here. Okay, you put that to bed. Dak Prescott's the quarterback of the Cowboys. That's it. Like that, could, I create, could I create a controversy? You can't do anything you want. If we're talking about $1.3 million or $45 million, <laughs> yeah, and I'm no, not talking I, about the We're talking about finances the, now I'm out here on the about, Mojo Market Report. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of money it for, is a lot for of money. not much better of an offense. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of quarterbacks, there's one guy that's the focal know. point of New York right now, and his name is not Daniel Jones. It could be the return. Of the Zach. Zach Wilson <laughs> might make his return. Now, what we heard from Robert Sala yesterday is that if the doctors clear him, his doctors, not the team doctors, team doctors are all like, yeah, we're all in, right? If his doctors clear him, he's ready to roll. He'll be making his Mojo Market report, uh, Mojo and Mojo Market debut this Sunday. Um, now, there's a lot to, to kind of unpack with this, right? Because he's coming back with a significant, significant price 
right off the rip and what it might do to this offense and this air raid offense, which I can call it an air raid offense, because right now it's almost like a thanks for coming. But Joe Flacco's numbers, just so everybody's aware of what the Jets were able to do in the first three weeks, 58% completion, not the greatest, um, 901 yards. So he's put the ball in the air a lot, five touchdowns, three interceptions, but the Jets are one and two. So it's like, thank you, Joe, for coming. We appreciate your service. Zach, get your butt back in the huddle because this is a big, big step forward, uh, step in the right direction for the New York Jets. Yes, 100%. so the Jets, I don't know what they, their usage was in the passing game week three, but weeks one and two, going into week three, they were the number one passing team in the NFL by att- as far as attempts go. Mm. And maybe even yard. No, the Dolphins had them in yardage. <laughs> Dolphins had them in yardage. That's not something that you want to see the Jets be doing typically because they're not. it's just not good football. Uh, you're, you're usually down when you're throwing 60 times in a game or you're at least playing in a shootout. You don't want to get into the habit of doing that, but it's nice to know that they have the receivers on the outside that can do that in the in the event that they need to do that. And now Joe Flacco hasn't thrown for 300 yards in about 24 years, and he did it, I think, twice in a row with the Jets. So this is a good situation for Zach Wilson. And guys, look, just so we're clear, if you're a new user and you register now, there's a chance that you get up to $10,000 in Zach Wilson shares. So Free! Free to sign up. So it's like if you're if you're, if you're new here, if you're new to the Mojo Market welcome. Report, <laughs> welcome. First of all, thanks for coming. But also go on over to the Apple Store and download the Mojo Market app and get your free stock, get your free shares because it's a lot of fun. And it's the time is now. Year one, he didn't do well. His stock price is still hovering around a little bit better than some of the quarterbacks of yesteryear for the Jets, which we'll get to in a second. But definitely year two, this is the time. You're probably not going to see Zach Wilson's stock. This low, maybe ever Damn, bring again. that up real quick because I know there's something. There, there's your stock as he's about to start, and he's up 30, uh, 0.33%, so about 3% really. Um, so he's sitting there at $32 right now. And, of course, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are also two guys to focus on because this is going to be a different ballgame. Now, Garrett Wilson's coming in. He leads the team in targets. He's tied for the lead in reception. So all of a sudden, we've seen the, the rise of Garrett Wilson, which is fine. The thing about Eli Moore is, Elijah Moore, is that he has the rapport with one Zach Wilson. So everything that we've been seeing out of Eli Moore, which is he's only been targeted 12, uh, 12 times in three games, which means four targets a game, which is not enough for a skill playmaker like an Eli Moore, Elijah Moore. Um, but I see this completely turning on its head when Zach Wilson gets there, it's only going to improve the stock price of every single person that's involved in that Jets offense going well, forward. Well, it, it really depends on how Zach Wilson uh, it progresses as far as year two goes. It wasn't great for him in year one, but you expect that out of a guy that is 10 years old. I mean, he looks 10 years old. He I know does. he's not, but you expect a little bit more of an improvement. And like I was talking about, there was a lot of who's going to be the one out of these two Jets talented, talented Jets receivers I agree with what you're saying and that there might be a little bit more of a rapport. And if you could add on to the fact that Garrett Wilson has been playing well, so he's going to garner the attention of the opposing defenses, no Correct. question about Correct. it. So as they look to take him out of the game, Elijah Moore could step into a really nice role and and end up eating a lot underneath. I think that's a good situation. I love the Jets' pass catchers. We haven't even gotten to talk right now about their running backs. They're both young. Brees Hall, I think Brees Hall has two games this season where he's had at least 11, uh, 10 targets. So double-digit targets, that's not what we expected out of this Jets team, and specifically that player. I expected all to continue when Zach Wilson hits the field. I'm excited about it. I, I don't like to invest all of my my uh, money into one team, but I feel like it's going to be some fun going forward with this Jets team in particular because they're all young and they all have a role already, which is very rare 
for a team of guys that are all that age, for all for, under twenty five, and, and maybe look, even under twenty four. In regards to you know, it's like when should I do it? Should I wait for Zach Wilson to go out there and give it his all in week one or week one of his season and just you know light up the scoreboard, then buy in? No, no, no. You, you got to do this right now, like because. You're never going to get him as low as you're getting him right now. If he has a great game, just to give you and put it in perspective, right? Tua, who leads the league in passing right now, I believe, after three weeks. 925 yards, eight touchdowns, just two interceptions. Tua went up 16% in one week, and over the last month, he's went up 36%. So the movement of a quarterback, when you play like a Tua, and I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to throw for 900 yards in three games, but what I'm saying is, the movement could happen relatively fast. So if you're going to do it, you got to do it right this second. Like, don't wait any longer for Zach yeah, Wilson. I agree. And look, if you're on the flip side of this and you're and you're one of those people that think Zach Wilson's not that guy, pal. Not that guy, pal. Then you go short. Not you short guy. Zach Wilson and you can make some money in the, on the other way around. Now, we were doing some math equations the other day and trying to figure out, like, how could you get a 100% return on a player, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, the the... The hard way would just to be he just doubles his stock in in one game. That's not going to happen. Jalen hurts, <laughs> but you can do this if we've seen With a couple guys. Players. We've seen guys that have moved up upwards of ten percent in a game, one game, one day. So if you put a ten time multiplier on a player and he goes up ten percent, you double your money. That's you called know? math. That is called <laughs> math, ladies and gentlemen. And for those people that are into this daily fantasy and things like that, the the thing that the nuance about this product that I love is the fact that. You don't have to make your set your lineup. You you have a guy. If he does well, you have him. You don't have to make. You know, a decision it's so funny. It. Somebody in the MetLife parking lot when we're going around, we're interviewing people, and they're asking about the product. They're like, one of the guys was like, "So if you invest in this guy, that means I can't, right?" I was like, "No, no, no. This, this isn't fantasy football. This isn't a season long draft. Everybody and their sisters and brothers can own the same player and invest in the same player. So I I highly highly recommend you do it now. Now when you look at Zach Wilson, right? It's time to kind of go old school, right? Because you got to wonder what will Zach Wilson have to do to live up to the expectations of his predecessors, right? Of the guys that have made their names for themselves. And here is what I have to say Zach Wilson right now is actually listed more expensive than guys that are already done in their careers. And you know what kind of careers they had. And I'm talking about Chad Pennington and Mark Sanchez. A little retro boom in here. Because, look, this is the final price in their careers. Chad Pennington, which I believe it, it was Mark Sanchez who went to the back-to-back -back AFC Championship games, right? So he had some playoff experience. He also fumbled off of somebody's butt and had things like that. So understandably so, that's how they would have finished. If Mojo existed back then, that's the price that he would have finished. And Chad Pennington with a $28. So he compiled a little bit better on the numbers side of things. Okay, his statistics were a little bit better than uh, than Mark Sanchez's. But what I, wish, or what I will say is that Zach Wilson has absolute potential to soar past those guys. Now, I do want to compare two other kings of New York just to see where Zach Wilson might actually fall on this spectrum. And we're talking about a guy like Phil Simms, who has a Super Bowl ring. He also, uh, yeah, he went to a Super Bowl. He had decent numbers throughout his entire career. He finished with a $48 uh, share price. The so biggest I wanna, one. I want to shed light on how they get to these numbers. Yeah, yeah. In a the moment. biggest one, though, as I like, I said, if Mojo existed and they did the entire, we have a whole spreadsheet that shows you all this stuff. Uh, Eli Manning, who is the king of all New York quarterbacks, if you're if we're being serious, um, he finished his career with an eighty six dollar 
uh, share price. And that's coming off of 57,000 yards. That's coming off of two Super Bowls. That's coming off of two Super Bowl MVPs. So Eli Manning is the bar. Ton my, of picks. My que- a lot of picks. My question is to you before you explain it. Can you see Zach Wilson on on the on the like his trajectory? What it could possibly I'm, be? I'm not going to project. Yeah, you really 20, can't. I'm not going <laughs> to project can't. a 20 year career and out a two of anybody. Super Bowl run. That is insanity. Yeah, the nature is insanity. of the sport, things could end just like that. So yes. no, Eli Manning is one of the toughest quarterbacks that ever that ever played football. So no, 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 no. Let's pump the brakes there. Zach Wilson's already missed four games this year. All right, so <laughs> right. or three games this Whatever. year. So no, yeah. Eli, it took him 81 years, and then Geno Smith finally got gifted a start. So no, no, no. Oof, that'll but settle. we talk That's about horrible. how Zach Wilson is already higher than a one Mark Sanchez or Chad Pennington, and Chad Pennington carved out a nice little career. Uh, Mark Sanchez had a couple playoff runs, one really significantly deep playoff run. The thing about it is, to make an underst- to understand how these share prices currently work is Zach Wilson has his career bank value. That's what your floor is. So floor, career bank value. Which is just last year's numbers. Which is last year's numbers. You can't take that away from a player. It's career. It's banked. They have that. If they retire today, it drops to that. No lower, right? Mm-hmm. Anything else in the share price, what makes it go up from that point on is estimated value going forward, pr- market projections. So like we're... It's, it's how the market thinks this player is going to go, how, how much he's going to earn going forward. There's no guarantees there, but it's just a, a market projection. You add those two numbers, bank value, market projection, and that's kind of how you come up with a share price. That makes sense. If he retires, i.e. Testaverde, Pennington, there's no more chance to, to have future earnings. So the, the future part of that leaps, and then you're left with the bank value. Okay. And that's why you see... Zach Wilson higher. If Zach Wilson retired right now, he would drop all the way down way lower than those guys. Very and it would true. be bank value. Right now, Zach Wilson is just a high draft pick playing for an offense that's got talent around him that are all young. So there is a lot of reason to be excited about Zach Wilson. But not if you got hurt and he didn't play again. He's not going right. to stay there. So yeah. just to shed light on how that works. And you might be curious, like, well, how? These guys played a long time. Well, that's how. All it's right. the prospect of Zach Wilson being able to Finish higher than all of them, and that's what you're buying in on. That's what you're investing in. I like it. I like the explanation. That's a perfect way to put it and a perfect way to end this one because, again, we're going to get the news, and this won't be dated by any stretch because we're going to get the news this week. Salah said it this week. We're going to find out. If he doesn't go, my thing is right now, and this is a you know not a bold prediction by any Dr. stretch. Dave. No, no, no. If he doesn't go, if he doesn't go, I would still buy right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm in saying? Fact, like, I, don't fact, wait the week. In fact, if he doesn't go and he gets ruled out, it's actually the perfect time to buy because I could guarantee you it the market bit, will yeah. respond and he will dip. And you could possibly – I said before, this might be the lowest price you ever get Zach Wilson at ever again. Absolutely. If you're a believer, that's that's potential. The only chance that it does go lower is without him playing. Is without him playing if he gets ruled out. <laughs> 100%. So it's almost like I'm sitting here like, hey, maybe, you know. Just – I'm. Guys like this and guys like Kenny Pickett and uh, the quarterbacks, the young guys that are about to see the field again, get them out. I am, I am not investing in Zach Wilson just yet. I'm going to wait a little bit because I feel like there's oh, some, well, some really solid plays out there still. Since my portfolio has been 
booming, I would say that I'm going to invest in Zach Wilson. I, I think I've been smart within the mojo market uh, within the first couple weeks of its operation. So I'm going in on Zach Wilson. Let's do it. So for Dave Sturchiel and Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We hope you guys enjoy it. And tomorrow we're going to the bargain basement again. We're going to do some old school research. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things as this week moves forward. And already, believe it or not, it's crazy to say this, week four. Download the app. Yes. Trust me, you are going <laughs> to love it. Yes. Download that app. Everybody and anybody that I've shown it to is like, this is some smooth looking stuff. So credit to those who've designed the Mojo Market app. We'll see you guys tomorrow.